Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant here on WCF Radio, Los Angeles and around the world. We're so thankful that you've tuned in today. Today, we're going to talk about an important subject that you need to know. It's that you have to have self-worth as a Christian. You've got to have self-worth. you got to value yourself. So many people don't. We're going to talk about this today on today's broadcast. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome to the Todd Coconato Show. We're so thankful that you tuned in today, and we're so thankful that you have visited our website, where we have a new book, by the way. It's it's called Come Out From Among Them. Come Out From Among Them, and you can get that at www.pastortoddbook.com. And in the book, we actually talk about uh, some of this, about your self-worth, your value, because it's extremely important that you have self-worth and value. As a Christian, there's so many people that are attacking us left and right on social media for standing for truth and righteousness. And so uh, today we're going to explore the Christian perspective on these topics. And uh, my name is Pastor Todd Coconato, and I'm going to be delving into the theme of self-worth and value in Christ. So grab your Bible and get ready and be inspired. So to kick things off, let's start by asking ourselves, why is it essential? Why is it essential for us to find our self-worth and value in Jesus Christ. Well, we look at the scriptures and we find that God's word provides a clear foundation for understanding our intrinsic worth, our value. In Genesis 1:27, it states this. It says, "So God created mankind in his image, in the image of God, he created them. He made man and woman, he created them." Now, this powerful verse reminds us that we are ever made in the image of God himself. It means that each and every one of us carries an inherent value of worth bestowed upon us by our creator. Do you know that? Do you know that you have a worth and a value that's been bestowed upon you by the creator? But why is it so crucial for us to to find our self-worth in Christ rather than in other aspects of our lives? Well, the answer lies in the fact that Uh, earthly measures of worth such as wealth and beauty or accomplishments they can be temporary and fleeting and our value in christ is steadfast and unchanging it's forever we're going to rule and reign with jesus christ forever we're going to walk the streets of gold if your name is written in the lamb's book of life we're literally just passing through in this world And, and it's like the apostle paul said he said to live is christ to die is gain to live is christ to die is gain Don't worry about the things that come in this world, the trials. He says that there will be trials, but take heed. I have overcome the world. That's Jesus speaking. He's overcome the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let's take a look at Ephesians 2.10. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, this verse, it emphasizes that we are God's masterpiece created by his own hands with unique gifts and a divine purpose. Recognizing this truth helps us to find our true worth, knowing that we've been intentionally created to fulfill a specific role in God's kingdom. Do you know that? Do you know that you've been created to fulfill a specific role in God's kingdom? See, one of the challenges in our world today is so many of us have had difficult childhoods and people have said things to us over the years that were hurtful maybe in the church or maybe even a family member maybe your own father your mother maybe they said something you'll never be successful 
You'll never make it. You'll never do this. You're a failure. You're this, you're that. And listen, if anybody understands that, I do. Because I had an abusive father. And so my father said very hurtful things. He said, I would never be a pastor. I'd never be able to make it. Um, You know, he wanted me to work in retail. That was his profession. And he was very successful in it. He made a lot of money. Uh, But you know what? Uh, That wasn't my calling. And yet he wanted me to, to do what he did. That was the only way that he saw that I could be successful in his eyes. But I knew that God had put something in my heart. I knew he'd given me a message. And I knew that there was an anointing on my life because of the things that God allowed me to go through. And he allowed me to survive nine stab wounds. That's a pretty big, uh, you know, factor there, right? Uh, But each of us has things. I mean, think about the things that you've walked through in your life. Think about things that, you know, in that most painful season that you walked through. And you don't want to relive it. You don't even want to think about it. Honestly, you put it in the back of your mind because you don't even want to think about it because it was so painful. But just think about this. God got you through it and you're still here. And many of us are overcomers and we don't even realize it. You've overcome big obstacles that have been in your path over the years that people thought you couldn't overcome, but you did. And so what what the devil wants is he wants you to spiral out of control. He wants you to wallow in the things that happened. Listen, I talk to a lot of people that have been molested. Can I just be real right now with you? It's a lot of people. A lot more people have been molested than anybody ever realizes. There's a lot of people that have been uh, hurt and touched and all different types of things that have happened over the years. And these are very painful things to deal with. But you know what? There's an old saying. It's that which does not kill you makes you stronger. You're still here. And so the, the Lord did not do that. He did not do that to you. God is good. That was the enemy, the enemy's plan in your life. And he wanted that to be your downfall. He wanted that to be the thing that took you out, just like whatever else it is. You know, for me, it was the stabbing. For me, it was also Hollywood and and a a party lifestyle that I lived there as a young teen. The enemy wanted that to take me out. I mean, how many of my friends are dead that that I used to know back in that time period? How many of them have overdosed or have gone to jail or have just totally messed up their lives because they didn't surrender to the Lord. See, God spared my life. He spared your life. How do I know? Well, because if you're listening to this, you're here. And whatever the plan was for your life, God has allowed you to get to this juncture where you are today, where you can hear this preacher speaking and it can bear witness in your spirit. And that which did not kill you will make you stronger. Nothing you have been through will be wasted. But see, the problem is a lot of people haven't heard a preacher talk about this stuff. Addictions, pornography, being touched as a child, being being beaten, abused in a a relationship or in in your family. You know why people don't talk about it? They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it because it can be messy. But we've got to get this stuff up and out. Look, this was the plan of the enemy. The enemy wanted us to spiral out of control. The enemy wanted this to be the downfall. But listen, God has called you to have an abundant life. He's called you to come out from among them. There's a calling on you. There's an anointing on you. There's a mantle on your life. That's why you're still here. There's a purpose, and you've known for a long time. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I'm telling you something is happening. There's, there's been a, a calling for a long time and there's been a voice, which is the voice of the Lord that's been calling you to draw near. And I, I just believe today we're going to drop this, this wicked foul assignment that was meant to take you out today. 
It's done. No more. This is the first day of the rest of your life. You don't need to compare yourself to others. God's got a unique plan for you. Let's read this again in Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I mean, think about this. It, It emphasizes that we're God's masterpiece created in his own hands with unique gifts and a divine purpose. This is gonna help us find our true worth, friends. In addition to our intrinsic value as image bearers of God, the Bible also tells us that God's love for us is immeasurable. In Romans 5.8, it says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, this verse reminds us that Christ's sacrifice on the cross demonstrates our indescribable worth in his eyes. It's incredible. It's an amazing worth that God has has placed upon you the value that you have to God. It's immeasurable. He was willing to give his life for us, redeeming us from sin and inviting us into an intimate relationship with him. So dear listeners, listen, when we understand our worth and our value in Christ, it transforms our perspective on life. We're no, we no longer need to seek our validation or impro- approval from the world because our identity is securely rooted in our heavenly father. Our self-worth is not determined by what we have or what we do, but rather who we are in Christ. Can I talk about the approval of man syndrome for a minute? I dealt with this for so many years. And listen, I'm just going to be completely transparent. I still do at times because it's hard as people are critiquing you and criticizing you and saying all these different things. It's hard not to cave, capitulate, bow, back down, because there's a lot of pressure, especially if you're standing for truth and righteousness. There's a lot of pressure. But can I just say this? We have to serve an audience of one, and that's God. The Lord our God is one. Holy is the Lord. He is the one that we want to please. If we please him, we're in his perfect will. If we do what he calls us to do, we're in his perfect will. And listen, nothing is going to stop you from walking out your calling if you're in the will of God. Nothing. Nothing is going to stop you from walking out your calling if you're willing to walk in the will of God. That means to lay down the things of this world. That means to lay down the approval of man. We can't take a public opinion poll of everything that we do because everybody's going to have different views, even in the church. I'm, I'm all for wise counsel, but you know what? There's times when even the mentors and elders in my life will say something and it sounds good, but I take it to the Lord and the Holy Spirit says, that's not God. This is what I want you to do. See, I'm all about accountability. I'm all about mentorship. I th- you know, the five-fold ministry, I have many people around me that speak into my life. But once in a while, can I just tell you this? Somebody will call me who I love and respect and they'll give me advice, but I know it's not from God. It's from the flesh. And I say, thank you. I'm respectful. I take it to prayer. I put it against the scripture just to make sure. I take it to prayer again because I want to make sure I'm not wrong. But if the Holy Spirit is saying, no, Todd, you got to do this, then ultimately that's what I got to do. Because you know what? We can't take a public opinion poll about every decision we make. If the Holy Spirit has truly put something on our heart, and by the way, he'll confirm it in the mouth of two or more witnesses. It'll bear witness in our spirit and it'll be in accordance to the word of God. So we never have to be confused about it. God is not a God of confusion. But let me just tell you, there are gonna be good people that mean well, 
that are godly people that love you, but sometimes they'll speak out of fear or they'll speak out of their flesh. And so that's why we have to know how to discern and how to take things to the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit. It's very important we do this. The approval of man is not what God intends for us. It's his approval so that we can stand before the throne one day and he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want him to say, depart from me, worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't want to be that person. I want to please the Lord. As we get into the perfect will of God for our life, that is pleasing to the Lord. And so we, I hope that you've been encouraged to, to seek your self-worth in what I've said so far and your value in Christ. We've got to embrace the truth that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. We've got to understand what that means, that God took his time on you. You're not too short. You're not too skinny. You're not too fat. You're not too ugly. These are things that the enemy lies to us about. I saw this in Hollywood all the time, where there would be uh, celebrities that I worked with as a young actor, and they were beautiful people. I mean, most Hollywood actors are pretty good-looking people, right? But they'd go into an audition, and they'd be told, you're the wrong look or you're too fat, or you're too skinny. It was brutal, by the way. If you've been an actor, you know what I'm talking about. They were brutal. They didn't care about our thoughts or our feelings. And they would say things. That's why some of these folks are some of the most insecure folks on the planet, because they're constantly being critiqued on the way they look. Well, with social media today, there's a lot of comparison that goes on. And so it, it, it denigrates our self-value and our self-worth because we're comparing. That's why in the Ten Commandments, it says don't covet. Don't covet your neighbor, you know, your neighbor's wife or, you know, don't, don't compare to others because it's not going to be the same. Look, even people that are super similar to me, that we really agree on a lot of things, we're not the same person. And God has a little bit different calling. So I want to get a little bit into the book here. This is the book, Come Out From Among Them. And you can go to pastortodbook.com, pastortodbook.com. But I want to talk about how we can have complete victory. Can we talk about that for a minute? How we can have complete victory. It's actually in the book. Here's what it says. It says, God's given us all the tools that we need to be set up for ultimate success here on earth. He's also given us authority in the name of Jesus to break every curse, every lie, and false word that's been spoken over us. We can go before the Lord and ask him to heal our hearts and let us see through wisdom and discernment. We can pray, Lord, give me ears to hear and eyes to see the truth. We can learn to see ourselves as God sees us. We can study his word and we can learn how to fight in the spirit over these matters. Once we do, that's it. It's done. Those words will no longer have authority over our lives. They are forever canceled. You know, God said in his word that he made us fearfully and wonderfully. That's Psalms 139, 14. He also said he made us in his likeness and image. Genesis 127. We just talked about that. He knows the plans for you plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. His promises are yes and amen. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. We are citizens of heaven. Thank God he is the author and the finisher of our story. You know, in most cases, people who spoke neg negatively about us spoke out of their own brokenness, hurt, and woundedness. What they said was never true. That's why we simply break these words and the spirit behind them. We cast them down and we move forward in victory. We bind them as the Bible instructs us to do. 
Sometimes it's not even the person who is saying these hurtful words, but rather a demon speaking through them. This is a, there's a common way. There's a common way. This is a common way the demonic realm attacks Christians. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but rather against strongholds and principalities. But the good news is we can beat and win the enemy every time. His demonic minions, all of his attacks, each and every, every time we can have victory in Jesus. The gates of hell shall not prevail. That's Matthew 16, 18. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. God is our defense. I wanted to share this with you today because I know how it feels when somebody speaks death over your situation. I've had to learn how to overcome what people have said or spoken over me. I could have believed them and never been able to accomplish what God has called me to do. But instead, someone once shared with me what I'm sharing with you today, and I learned the truth. They told me who I am in Jesus Christ. They told me I can walk in the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They shared how believers have complete victory in Jesus Christ. We do. Once I embraced this reality, God moved in my life so powerfully that it's truly amazing, and he will do the same for you. You see, we're built to overcome. We must simply know who we are in Jesus Christ and walk in that reality. Are you getting this today? He's our foundation. He's our refuge. He loves us so much, and he made us. God doesn't make mistakes. You are special and unique, and there is no other person on this planet that can be you, period. Only you can be you, and you have a calling and a purpose that is unique to you as well. Why don't we step into our calling? If you haven't already, let's do it today, and let's see what God has in store for our lives. We can thrive, and even when the world is going crazy, we can prosper. So today we break the negative words and the lies that were from the pit of hell over your life in the name of Yeshua. We break them right now. They were lies from the pit of hell. No longer will we allow these words to take root in our hearts and minds. We bind them and we cast them down forever in Jesus' name. It's done. It's finished. Jesus Christ has given us complete healing and complete victory this day. Knowing who we are in Christ and walking in that authority is a huge part of coming out from among them. Are, are, you, are you feeling what the Lord is saying today? Are, are you feeling this? Are you understanding what God is, is speaking to your heart today? Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it because there's so many things God wants to do in your life. The time is now. The time is now. Hallelujah. God wants to move right now, right now, today. He wants to move in your life, in your situation. Come out from among them. You know, the phrase come out from among them appears several places in the Bible, including in 2 Corinthians 6, 17, and Revelation 18, 4. In 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, the apostle Paul is exhorting the uh, Corinthians to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Then in verse 17, he quotes Isaiah 52, 11, saying, therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And in the context of the passage, uh, the them Paul is referring to are unbelievers who do not share the faith and values of Christians. The command to come out from among them is called to be set apart, to separate oneself from their way of life and values and live a holy and righteous life that is pleasing to God. 
This does not necessarily mean physical separation from non-believers, rather a separation in the terms of values and priorities and actions. You know, in this context, in Revelation 18.4, it's a warning to believers to separate themselves from the sinful practices and values of Babylon, which is symbolic of the world's corrupt and godly, um, excuse me, godless systems. The command to come out from among them is a call to renounce participation in these sinful practices and avoid being caught up in the judgment that has come. That's to come. There's judgment that's coming to those who are unbelievers. There's judgment that's coming to those who, who thumb their nose at God. Do you understand that? There, that so that's why, look, the, the warfare that you've dealt with in your life is because of the calling on your life. It's because of the hand of God on your life. You're called to be set apart. Look, the enemy knows you're marked. You're marked for the Lord. And so he's tried to discourage you. He's tried to beat you down. He's tried to make you get weary. Listen to my voice today. You hear how my voice is is, is strained? That's because I've been preaching so much. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to stop preaching just because my, my throat hurts and my voice is messed up. Because you know what? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I know it's warfare. And so I could have canceled today's show. But I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Because God is moving right now. He's, imagine if we didn't have today's show. I'm, I'm telling you right now, last time I had a similar show like this, uh, people wrote letters for like two weeks about how the Lord was speaking. See, we've got to press ahead. We can't, we can't just bow down, cave, capitulate, get weary. God's giving his people dreams and visions in this hour. Many people are getting downloads from God prophetically. Some are speaking of possible calamity and great tribulations that we could see come to America soon. This is an urgent hour. Now, their message is we either repent now or we're going to see a timeline unlike anything we've seen in history. Others are speaking of a coming revival and a great awakening and a powerful move of God. We are already beginning to see the signs of this. I believe these prophetic downloads will increase as we press in and get deeper. It is my prayer that God will give us more time. God has shown me it's time that we get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We got to step out of our comfort zone. We got to step out of the boat and get onto the and get onto the water and start walking. Look at Jesus directly in the eyes. You know, that's what we got to do. We got to walk on water. The answer is not in a political movement or a politician, but rather that the body of Christ must rise up and take a stand for righteousness. That's why you've dealt with the warfare. You're a remnant person. You're called for a time as this. There's a calling and anointing on your life. We've got to have faith through faith. You know, faith is a gift. It's a gift. And in and of itself, it's also what God responds to. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with the faith of a mustard seed, he can move that mountain. When we exercise faith, God sees it as an invitation to intervene and manifest in our lives in surprising ways. This is one reason I believe that those that walk out in what I call big faith will see the biggest breakthroughs in their lives. These people who trust God the most and put their hope in him are the same people who will endure till the end. That's you. I've seen God do things that seemed absolutely impossible. Some of the most successful people I know are those who took the biggest risks. We are living in a time when Christians must get out of the boat and walk on the water. We can't simply look to what this one or that one says or what we have, you know, as we have to hear the voice of God, in other words. It's my prayer that the church puts its focus back on discipleship and prayer and believers who know the word of God 
who are prayer warriors and solidified in their understanding and their identity in Christ because they're the biggest threat to the enemy. They're the ones who walk in the anointing. You know, God has no limits, my friends. God has no limits. The Bible teaches that God is limitless and infinite in his power and abilities. Therefore, it's important that we do not allow our understanding or beliefs about God to limit him. One way that the Bible emphasizes God's limitless nature is is by highlighting the many miraculous acts that he performed throughout history. For example, in the Old Testament, we see God parting the Red Sea for the Israelites to cross, providing manna from heaven, and even causing the walls of Jericho to fall with shouts. That's it. They walked around and shouted, and the walls came down. What, what battles are you facing right now that you need, to, you, know, you need to encircle the walls and start shouting and praising God for what he's about to do? What areas in your life do you need to start standing and believing, even though it looks grim, that God's about to do something and change it? Because first of all, you got to understand your value. God loves you. He loves you so much, he sent his only son that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. You got to embrace his love. We just did a, a broadcast uh, this week, actually, on the podcast and radio show uh, where we talked about understanding this, that he died for you so that you can be empowered to go out, to cast out, and to drive out. There's a war that's been going on for your soul. There's a war that's been going on in your life. That's why it's been so hard. I say this, if you've had a real tough life, then that must mean your calling is pretty significant. Because you know what? The enemies try to take you down, discourage you, get you to grow weary, get you to give up, get you to spiral out of control. I'm telling you right now, that's because God's plan is so big for you. And so I'm just believing today that you're going to step into this. We've spoke some truth on today's show, and and it's the truth that sets the captive free. We're not going to get tired. We're not going to get tired. I don't care how much warfare comes. We're not going to get tired. We know the God that we serve. It's time for us to stand up, to come out from among them. Somebody's receiving this today. You know, in this book, I talk about so many different things, separating from the Babylon system, that the end is not yet. Talk about the rise of the remnant. Talk about how many are wounded and hurt in the church, accountability and mentorship. There's so many different things that we could dive into. I mean, this, this book just has a lot of different things here. It's, it's come out from among them. PastorToddBook.com, come out from among them. Hey, thank you so much. I hope that this, you know, blessed you today. I hope you got something out of this. That's why we do this broadcast. We're just speaking truth over the airwaves. I love you and I bless you. Tune in to the broadcast each week pastortodd.org we're on rumble todd coconado show we'll talk to you soon god bless